Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Guys, are you trying to stay in 20-year-old shape into your 30s and 40s and finding it, well, impossible? Then you need to listen to this. Beachbody, the company that revolutionized getting ripped at home with P90X and Insanity, has a brand new program just for you called Lift 4. It's part lift. It's part hit. With total body shredding results in just 30 to 40 minutes a day, right at home on the Beachbody On Demand app. That's how you get killer results as an adult. Go to Beachbody.com to sign up now and you can try Live 4 for free. That's Beachbody.com. Nine. T-minus eight seconds, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition and liftoff. Welcome back to the Space News Podcast. My name is Will. I'm sitting here in the mothership at the command center. And holy cow, Chang-4 spacecraft has entered lunar orbit and it's ready for the first ever far side landing of the moon, people. Holy cow. It was launched there four and a half days ago. And it's there now. It's in lunar orbit. And it's ready to touch down on the far side of the moon. That's going to be kind of crazy. The spacecraft entered an elliptical lunar polar orbit. And... That was at about 3.45 a.m. Eastern on December 12th. And that is following a lunar orbit insertion burn. And the spacecraft's single main variable thruster fired 129 kilometer distance from the moon following the command from Beijing Aerospace Command and uh, Control Center, which is the BACC. So the China Lunar... Exploration project, the CLEP, CLEP, announced the success of the crucial braking maneuver within minutes and confirmed that the spacecraft was functioning properly. And it's beginning preparations for communications tests uh, with a relay satellite, and it's refining the orbit that it's going to be in. So, could do a little bit of maneuvering, going to get itself into a proper orbit and settle in basically for this thing. So it was launched on a Long March 3B carrier rocket in southwest China on December 7th for, it's about a 110-hour journey to the moon. 110 hours to get there. That is, um, it's a pretty pretty long time, four and a half days, which really isn't that long, <laughs> to be honest with you. Four and a half days to get to the moon. Come on. To get to the moon. So this thing's on the other side of the moon, on the dark side, quote, dark side of the moon. This thing is consisting of a lander and a rover, and the spacecraft will attempt the first ever history-making, groundbreaking soft landing on the far side of the moon. And this is all going to happen in early of 2019. It's going to happen really soon. It's going to be a couple months away. I mean, we have to go through December 1st, right? And then we'll be in 2019. We're almost there, people. We're almost at 2019. So it's going to happen really soon. And the lander and the rover are both equipped with cameras and science payloads. 
that analyze the lunar surface, geology, and subsurface, solar wind interactions, and carry out low-frequency radio observations in the uh, unique... It's, it's a radio-quiet environment on the far side of the moon because our radio signals don't hit it, basically. You know, uh, the front side of the moon that we see blocks all radio signals. They kind of get shoved around the moon. And so it's radio free back there. So you can't hear your favorite TV shows or your favorite podcasts on the far side of the moon if it's broadcasting straight from the Earth. But that doesn't mean we can't communicate with this thing, right? So it is going to be communicating with a relay satellite, which was launched in May and it was inserted into a halo orbit from the second Earth moon, Earth moon Lagrange point, um, which is about 85,000 kilometers beyond the moon. So it's going to bounce the signal off that relay satellite, bounce it back to Earth, and then we're going to get some data from it, which is going to be great. And, you know, it's it's never been done before. So this is going to be groundbreaking. And that's the latest from the moon. And I'll keep you guys updated with anything that happens in the near future in early 2019 or before with this lander and this orbiter. Let me take a couple seconds. I want to take a couple seconds to thank all of you space cadets out there for all the help, all the support you've given me throughout the time that I've been doing this podcast. I know it's not been long, but we continue to grow together. And I want to say thank you to everybody who's who's just been there, who's given me a rating, who's, you know, just listened to the podcast. You guys are amazing. Thank you. That's all I that's all I can really say is I appreciate all of you. So with your guys support and every time you guys listen, it really does support the pod. I can keep doing these things and I can continue growing the channel and I can continue growing this podcast to something bigger and better throughout time. Get guests and, you know, make the podcast longer. I like the 10 minute, you know, 10 ish minute format. It's really cool. Um, it's really quick and you get to get some really quick space news, like the most important space news of the day. So you can check it out on Twitter, space news pod on Facebook, space news pod. I'm starting a Reddit. Um, so you guys can ask questions or just be involved on a Reddit. There's a discord coming too. So, and I said discord coming a long time ago and I got kind of pushed back a little bit, but it's happening. I'll leave a link to all that stuff in the description. So thank you so much. But there's more space news today, guys. Alan Stern from NASA's New Horizons spacecraft had an AMA on Reddit's space subreddit. And he answered a really cool question from Ozzy Manny. O-Z-Z-Y-M-A-N-I-I asked, as a ham radio operator, I have to ask how the heck you can effectively send and receive signals to something so far away. I'm guessing antenna design is a great deal. How powerful are the transmitters involved? Thank you. So Alan Stern answered this question, and he said, on Earth, we use the three NASA Deep Space Network 70 meter dishes in California, Spain, and Australia, combined with some artisan crafted receivers on the spacecraft we have a 2.1 meter dish driven by an ultra stable oscillator and you can track when we're talking to earth at eyes.nasa.gov slash dsn slash dsn.html and looking for nhpc our dsn call sign oh that was from simon from the new horizons pluto mission user spacex m6 asked does the spacecraft have capability to do a third flyby? If so, 
any possible candidates. The New Horizons Pluto team answered, yes, the spacecraft is healthy and has fuel and power to run into the 2030s. We plan to search for another target after Ultima. And that was Alan Stern replying to that. So the spacecraft is healthy. It's running fine. And it's going to be giving us new science into the 2030s. That's going to be absolutely cool. And I can't wait for New Horizons to uh, send us all sorts of data and info. BR Spies says, given how successful New Horizons has been, especially considering its scope, do you believe it can be used as an example to emulate in the future for exploration of the outer solar system, other KBOs, etc., for relatively modest cost? If so, do you have any particular targets that you think would be more viable? Is there anything in particular you would most want to explore based on things you didn't find on Pluto or depending on what you may or may not find on Ultima? Thanks for everything and amazing work. The New Horizons team commented back, I think the New Horizons model would be a great way to continue to explore the outer solar system. I've actually looked into missions that might be similar to New Horizons and found that you can get to some pretty cool targets and visit big outer planets on the way. For example, you can fly by Neptune and Eris, Uranus and Varuna and Saturn and Amea. All three of them are unique in their own ways. That was from a uh, reply from New Horizons Pluto team. So there's a little insight into the New Horizons mission. What's going on? Alan Stern and the whole team over there giving some replies on Reddit. You can go to reddit.com slash r slash space to get more information about that AMA. It's one of the top posts right now. So get over there. Check it out. It's really cool. There's a lot more info coming in. So that's it for this episode of the podcast. So I will be beaming down more information to you from the mothership tomorrow in the Space News podcast. My name is Will, and I will see you soon. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.